Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Friday, and I have some amazing uh, history to share with you. We begin in 60 seconds. In big ways and small ways, you help to shape the America of the future with the way you spend your money. It matters what companies you choose to do business with, and we've never really had a choice, but those things are changing more and more Companies are starting to say, you know what, I'm on this side. And when they're on our side, if they are offering a good service at a fair price, we need to support them. That's why I am proud to have as a sponsor of this program, Patriot Mobile. And I'm proud to actually call the the team at Patriot Mobile friends of mine. They are really amazing and very involved. First... You got to build a good company, and they built a great company. Patriot Mobile has the same service everybody else does. It will save you money. You get free activation if you use the promo code BECK, um, and they have great customer service. Okay, so they're they're knocking it out of the park. Then they spend their time and money working for and supporting the causes that we hold near and dear. You know, like the things that are helping support the Bill of Rights. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stand with the people who are standing with you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. All right. So it's um, show and tell today. Now, I want to I start with a, uh, a little story that I was looking up the uh, opium war- wars um, uh, yesterday. Uh, and I know everybody. Obviously. Was, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody probably was. It was Thursday. Yeah. So, of course. of course you were. Okay. So, what do you know about the Opium Wars? Do you even know who was involved, really, in the Opium Wars? I remember there was, it was two sides, and there, were, there was a war about opium, <laughs> opium. if I remember correctly. Right, okay. It's been a while. All right. You're right on. You're okay, spot okay. on. Okay. okay. Uh, Mid-1700s, British Empire and China. And the British have found... Chinese tea. And they're like, this is fantastic tea. I don't know what it is with the tea thing and the English, but 
it is their catnip. You take it away from them, and they're like, I don't know what to do. Okay. I mean, they started an entire war over us throwing some, some of it in some the harbor. Yeah, exactly right. And they were like, this is dreadful. How could they waste all that tea? I would go into the, into the harbors and just slowly slop up all of that lovely tea with a biscuit. It's a cookie, dude. It's a cookie, not a biscuit. Anyway, British Empire um, has a trade imbalance because... They like tea. China makes a lot of tea. And the British love the Chinese tea. But they also have something else. These amazing worms that make silk. And they're like, this is great. Tea and silk. I gotta have me some. That is a quote from King something or other the seventh. And uh, he's like, get me some of this. And so they sent the ships over to, to China But when the ships came full with Chinese stuff, usually, and see if this sounds familiar, countries don't like it when those ships go back empty because that implied a trade balance. And then it costs more to get the ship to come and deliver your worm thread and your drinking slop uh, and and because the ship has to be paid to go back empty. So the English were like, look, you need to buy some of our crap. And the Chinese were like, nah, we don't need any of that stuff. And they're like, no, you need to buy some of our crap. And there again, no, I don't think so. So Britain came up with a, a new idea because they had conquered India. You know, I'm sorry. They had just they had just gone over to visit India and everybody was like, please. You guys speak with an English accent, and that always makes you smarter than everyone else. And so, I mean, what are you going to do? The English come to your shore, and you're like, you got it. Here's the key to our city. Take it, please. Mm, that's the way it works. You're smarter. Historically, that's the way it works. Historically, that's the way it happens. So, um, so they had India. And India can grow poppies. Now, this is before the Wizard of Oz, where you realize that poppies make you sleep if you lay down in a forest of them. So what they did instead was they used it to make opium. And the idea was, you got a trade balance. We'll show you the trade balance. We're going to send your people opium. We're going to sell it to them. And so they started putting opium over the border. Well, the Chinese started to get uh, hooked on it. So the Chinese banned opium. They're like, we're strong on our border and nobody's going to come across our border drug smuggling. Well, as you probably know, that's pretty hard to do, you know, and very expensive. And it didn't stop the flow of illegal opium across the border into China. And guess who won? China continued their crackdown. They arrested British opium smugglers. They destroyed the opium. That kicked off the opium wars. And uh, I just, I, you know, I was thinking about this because now fentanyl is coming to the Mexican ports in Chinese ships. And they're smuggling it across our border. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a coincidence? 
I mean, I'm sure the Chinese are not trying to get us all hooked on opium or rot us, you know, from the inside out like the British tried to do in the 1700s. Because that would, if that was their plan, that would require that they would look at things long term. You know, that would require them to remember things of the past. And we all know the Chinese are nothing but now, now, now I've got to have it right now. Okay, Um, next little piece of history, because it's show and tell Friday. Um, I wanted to bring some things in uh, that I have um, my wife and I have. We are very, very, very fortunate And it is because you listen to this broadcast or you listen to a podcast or whatever. This is you. Um, And everything that I am uh, collecting. Let me just say this. In 2008, I had a prompting in my prayers and all I heard was clay pots, clay pots. And I'm like, I don't know what clay pots mean. Could you be a little more clear with me? I'm maybe not as smart as everybody else you're talking to at night, but clay pots. I don't know what that means. Took me a few months to figure out, and I figured it out because I was talking about our Constitution and our founding documents as sacred scripture. And I don't remember when it was, but I was like, wait a minute, I just said sacred scripture. That's like clay pots. That's the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were kept when people came after them. They were kept in clay pots in the back of some cave and they weren't found for a thousand plus years. But that's why we know extra books of the Bible because of those clay pots. We know a fuller and have a fuller understanding of the time period. So I thought, I got to find me a cave and get me some of those Chinese clay pots. Uh, And that's why I started the vault at Mercury One. Um, David Barton and I have been collecting. uh, He's been collecting a lot longer than I have. Um, But together and with the library of Mercury One, uh, we have more documents on American history than anyone except for the Library of Congress and the National Archives. It's remarkable. Uh, And I have felt uh, an increased pressure personally Because I think we are dealing with people that will truly destroy it. If they have power or they have the means, they will not just bury it in a basement. They will destroy it. They do not want the truth. And I say this with pretty good authority. Um, We are currently in negotiations for a piece of history um, that is one of one. And it is the only remaining piece of physical history that this event even happened. And it's a global event. You know what I'm talking about, Stu? I do not think okay. I, I know. Um, it, it, but this piece of history proves it happened. All right. And it has gone up for auction. And it was way out of our price range, way out of our price range. And some people were bidding on it, and the guy pulled it from auction. And he pulled it from auction because he found out that two of the bidders were only buying it to destroy it. Now, that sounds bat crap crazy, but I 100% believe it. 
We have to protect these things. And that is my mission in life. It may be the reason. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying everything. And I'm going to get up to the other side. And I'm going to go, okay, so. Purpose Did I nail of my, it? I nailed it, right? <laughs> purpose of my life. And he's like, no, you were supposed to buy that guy a soda back in 1979 because you had money in your pocket. It was going to change the world. He was going to go, oh, my gosh, the kindness. You blew it, dude. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, it is my goal to preserve these things and um, clay pots. Let's just leave it there. Uh, so I want to show you some things that we have rescued. And should we start with this one? Sure. Okay. This is uh, an amazing piece that is everybody who has walked into the studio has gone Oh my gosh, that's the real one? Uh-huh. Uh, this is Rembrandt Peel. This is a, uh, a painting, probably one or two of the most famous paintings of George Washington. Mm-hmm. Many of us grew up having this in our history books. Uh, and it was, um, it was up at the Portland Museum. And, Portland. Uh, hmm? Port, the, Portland, the, the place that's always lighting its buildings on fire. Yeah. Okay. And tearing down statues of George Washington. Remember, yeah. we said they're eventually just going to tear down statues of George Washington mm-hmm. and they're going to destroy George Washington and blah, blah, blah. And, well, the Portland Museum, I guess, uh, didn't have this on display anymore. Oh. Uh, and it uh, was part of a foundation. And so um, I rescued it and it will be preserved. And um and hopefully we will find a very appropriate place, if not the museum, for the rest of uh, our lives and, and that, like, our it, children's lives. It's like a painting I feel like I've just seen a thousand times. It is. Uh, it's like uh, the, the classic George Washington Yeah, it would be portrait. one that could sit in a room by itself mm-hmm. in an art museum and you'd go, wow. And you could just sit there and look at it. Yeah. Right? yeah. You've, oh, yeah. you've Things- seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably don't know uh, where. Now let me uh, let me give you something else. Two letters that we just we just got. Uh, let me take a quick break, and I want to tell you uh, an amazing letter that we just preserved um, from John Adams. It is so today that I I mean it's crazy how it reflects today. Uh, I'll share that here in about 60 seconds. GenuCell has extended your chance to get their most popular package for 60% off at GenuCell.com. During this limited time opportunity, you can get their brand new ultra retinol cream for maximum anti-aging benefits with your purchase. GenuCell products use amazing new anti-aging technology, and it's hard to ignore the results. My wife and my mom both love GenuCell stuff. They've been using it for a long time now, and... It's, you know, it's a great gift if you have a a birthday coming up or whatever it is. You can look your best. You can say goodbye to fine lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, under your eye bags, um, red blotchy skin. I mean, it does the whole whole thing. It's the best in skincare, and you're going to love the results, and it's guaranteed or your money back. 
Join GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program right now at checkout for an extra 10% off your order and a complimentary sample gift as well. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck for up to 60% off world-class skincare. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Right now, every most popular package includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Go there now. GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. So I just uh, I just got this uh, yesterday. It was delivered to me. So we have not done all of the research on all of it. So I'm I'm sketchy on some of the details on exactly what he's talking about. But this is a letter from John Adams written in his own hand. Have you ever seen a John Adams letter? Look at his handwriting. His great handwriting. That is I mean, they all had unbelievable handwriting. They really took their time with it. Yeah. You and know? it's small. It's very yeah. small. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this is John Adams, and he is writing to the then vice president, um, Elbridge Gary, who is also a signer of the Declaration of Independence. And there was some problem going on, and I'm not sure I, I know all of it. I know some of it, but there was some problem going on with the politicians being a little crooked, a little crooked. And he starts talking about... <clears throat> you know, how these politicians uh, work and it'll be found uh, at some time or another. Selfishness has disappointed the hopes of patriotism and philanthropy in all ages, not only in England in the period of her Commonwealth, but here as well. Um, The few, if they are not more selfish than the many are more cunning and all in all of the ages of the world, have not produced such glaring proofs of it as the history of this country for the last 30 years. I look back at the astonishment with astonishment at the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of this fabric of artifice. I had suspicions of the depravity of our politicians, but I had no idea of the genius. Wow. Don't you feel that way? We, I mean, we know, we suspect our politicians, and this is an important word, are depraved, okay? They're not just corrupt, but some of them are depraved. We have suspicions of that. But how many of us talk about the genius of those? It is why I have said for a long time, in a hundred years, the truth will be known, But historians will look at what's being done right now and how this all came about and look at each other and go, it was genius. I mean, it was really true. It was evil, but it was truly genius on what they did. He's talking about it in 1813. Okay, Um, he said, now listen to this, because I want you to hear this and know that this is our lives. This is our turn to experience this. You, my friend, have been hurt. You've been hurt by your country. So have I. We have all sacrificed our lives. We've sacrificed our families, our popularity. Our reputation has been sacrificed. The pleasures, our comforts. While the politicians have accumulated fortunes, palaces in the city, 
and become pillars in the country. Isn't that how you feel sometimes? Don't you feel like, I, I have to sacrifice my reputation if I'm going to stand up. I, 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 you know, just the pleasures and comforts. I just, I just leave me alone. Meanwhile, all the people in Washington are getting rich. He was then in the, the letter from um, Elbridge. He, he, he says, you, should, you need to write a history book. And he says, you talk to me at 77 years of age of writing history. If I was only 30, I would not undertake a history of the revolution in less than 20 years. There are a few facts that I wish to put on paper, and it's an awful warning to do so that has just been given to me by the sudden death of our friend Benjamin Rush, another signer of the Declaration. And Clymer, another signer, preceded him in the same year, the same spring. How few of us remain. Um. I believe the majority of surviving, we are the majority of surviving signers of a declaration which has given, been given so much credit in the world at the expense of most of its signers. Um, he, he, he talks about how the British said, yeah, the Tea Party, when they actually start fighting, they're going to be so meek. They're not going to put up a fight at all. Um, and to that, uh, Adam says that uh, the birth of America's independence started with the seeds of the of the revolt. And then he starts talking about what he calls in the letter an X, Y, Z affair. This is an affair that um, um, Elbridge Gary went over to France to be an ambassador. And the ambassador said, yeah, I'll help you guys, but you're going to have to pay bribes. And Adams, when he was president, he said, no, we're not. And he exposed all of it. And it was a big scandal. And the American people were disgusted that anyone in government would offer or ask for a bribe for any kind of help. Hmm. The Glenn Beck program. I mean, then that, that hits almost everything today, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation. What are you doing to help others out who need it? Do you give to certain charities, ones that you trust? One you should seriously consider is Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Since 9-11, they have been they're neck deep in it. And they are a four-plus charity. I mean, they, they get the highest, highest rating. Catastrophically injured veterans, first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes. Uh, when somebody dies in the line of service, they take care of the mortgage, so the kids don't have to worry about that. The pressure is off the uh, surviving members of the family. And now they're gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans with Operation Home Base. But they need your help. Please donate $11 a month to T, the number two, T.org. It's Tunnel to Towers. T2T.org. Please join in this heroic effort and take care of our first responders and our wounded veterans. T2T.org. Glenn has a box. It is a very expensive box. <laughs> What's inside actually changed the world. We'll tell you what it is next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are so glad that you have joined us uh, today. 
thank you for listening. Um, it's show and tell day. As I told you a few minutes ago, I am doing everything I can to preserve and protect our history. And if that means just burying it somewhere in the center of the country where it's lost, you know, for a thousand years, but will be found again, that's fine. I think we are dealing with people now that um, are very dangerous and would would love to destroy American history and proof we did anything. By the way, if anybody knows uh, how to get a space suit, an American space suit, I am in the market for a space suit. Um, I think we're you coming. You live a weird life, man. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have the we have the original blueprints of the Mercury module uh, and a lot of stuff from Apollo Eleven. Um, and I just think there's coming a time where people will say America never went to the moon. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, and I would like the evidence of it. I don't even know if they sell them. I mean, can you even buy a spacesuit from? Like auction? I mean, I know you can't go to the space shoot. I I don't know. This is a question I would ask you. Okay. If anybody anybody knows, uh, please, I'm looking for that. Um, Also, you can help. We are looking for things that are happening today. Your school book has CRT stuff. We are now collecting, and I'm not asking for this because the last, please don't say. um, We are collecting now all of the encyclopedias as they are updated. So we're starting with the first set of encyclopedias and we're documenting what's in there. And then the next set, we're seeing how it is changed. And so we're documenting all of the changes in uh, in history. Uh, We're about to uh, start looking for 300 writers. Mercury One will be hiring, um, hopefully, in the next year or so. Uh, We need 300 writers um but i don't even know we're still trying to decide how are we going to pick the writers because they we have to know that they understand american history know what they're looking at and uh, i don't want to give you any more than that but if you are a great writer stand by because we will um we, we are looking for help um okay i got a couple of other things here now i want you to know <clears throat> That your money is not going to the, I mean, your money by listening to this show, thank you. Um, Because you listen, ratings go up, commercials, um, you know, are charged for more. And then it gives me the ability, much to my wife's chagrin, um, uh, to preserve all of these things. This just, I just got from Harry Truman. It's from the White House. No, sorry. It's from Independence, Missouri, November 21st, 1961. Now, this, I was hoping people didn't realize how important this letter was, but uh uh-uh, I was wrong. Um, It was uh, to a guy that wrote to him about Pearl Harbor and the atomic bomb. So he writes, Dear Dave, I appreciated very much yours of the 17th. I wish I could write to tell you about the 20th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. I have very little to say about that, except that the tears that have been shed on the account of the atomic bomb should have been shed on Pearl Harbor's attack. All you have to do is go to Pearl Harbor and stand on the upside down battleship with 2000 youngsters beneath it. And you can understand why I don't sympathize with the tear shedding of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, because dropping those bombs is what ended the war. Yours, Harry Truman. Um, 
that's another thing that is uh, is so important. This is starting to be completely dismantled, and we are really working hard on trying to get um, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. We have we have things from the bomb site that I felt a little uncomfortable. I was like, does anybody have a Geiger counter? Should we have this here? Um, but anyway, um, you can help history books that are being changed. You see pamphlets that are being handed out. Um, you get uh, memos from school boards or anything. You see anything, please send it to me. Um, and I know my staff right now is like, no, but uh, we have to collect the things. We are in a time of epic history right now. Okay, Stu, the box. The box is here. The it very is, heavy, very expensive box. Very heavy, yes. Few of these exist. This, what's in this box, changed the world. Uh, I don't know if we can put it someplace where you can see it. Do you want to take it and put it in front of you, maybe? Because maybe sure. the camera can pick it up in front of you. Um, gosh, this is heavy. <laughs> what's in this box cha- literally changed the world. It is why this is the birth of the computer. This is the birth of... Um, where are you going, man? You leaving with the box? Are you taking... <laughs> Wait a minute. You shouldn't leave. Um, so this is the birth of the computer. This gave us the birth of... Uh, gosh. Uh, AI. Artificial intelligence. All of it. You can open the box if the camera can pick up on it. Uh, you open the box. And inside is the Enigma machine. I can't, I'm telling you right now, press, people online, everything, Glenn Beck just bought an Enigma machine. I told you he was a Nazi. No, I just wanted to, I just, I'm going to be real frank with you. Now I can translate all of those secret dog whistles from the RNC. Uh (laughs) Uh, this machine, you can have a seat, Stu. This machine is what the Nazis used, the code that we could not break, the imitation game uh, with uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbun is the story of the guy who broke the code. However, that is an impressive story because he builds a computer. Um, and it, that is truly an impressive story. People don't know the story of America breaking the code of the Enigma machine. So England got their hands on one of these. This is a pre-1941. After 1941, they added a fourth wheel. It is so cool the way you, they give you the code and they have three wheels in there and you turn one to like number 22, one to number three, and one to number 38, okay? And that changes the alphabet, and it's, it, it processes the whole thing, and then when it's plugged in, the keyboard up above changes, okay? So you can see how one letter is now the other letter, okay? And then you just type on it. And we could not break it because they would change it every single day. They would change all three um, wheels, in 1941, they suspected we were on to them, and so they added a fourth wheel. 
we broke that as well. England got one and they were like, oh, my gosh. Now, how do we decode it? We have the rings, but we don't know. You have to have all of them and you have to know which setting it is every day. And there's too many there's too many combinations. Mm -hmm. So even having the machine, they couldn't figure out the code. And that's in the imitation game, that gigantic machine that they built, a computer, the first one to be able to break this code. Americans, there were two Americans that were in the Pacific and knew about the machine, had never seen one, didn't have one. Uh, they were at sea in the Pacific. Two guys sat down and they broke the Enigma, uh, the Enigma code before the British did, and we never told them that we had broken the code. I think that's kind of a cool story, although it probably won't be as dramatic as the imitation game because they were just two guys on a ship. They were like, what do you think? Uh, I mean, we got a few we got a few days on the ship. You want to try to break the Enigma code? Okay. And they did. End of movie. <laughs> It's not as good a movie. Yeah. You know. I mean, you could end it with a Star Spangled Banner, but then Disney wouldn't that sell it, it to China. And it, that makes it sound e easy or less impressive <laughs> yeah, than no. it really was. I no, mean, uh, it's really impressive. Mm -hmm. To break this, it changed everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. It's wild to have it sitting here, isn't it? Yeah. I was thinking about it last night. I thought, creepy. I wonder where this one was. I wonder who had it. You know, some were on submarines, some were in Germany. I wonder who had this one. There's got to be a way. We'll research it. There's got to be a way. I'm sure there's a number on it. Uh, and we'll try to find out what messages did this thing send? It's a little terrifying. It really is. It's a little terrifying. It's amazing that we were able to actually break that. Uh, you think it just, just you know, the... I mean, modern encryption is one thing, but like th to do all this without computers. I know to come up with this machine. Yeah. Somebody coming up and going, I got it. We'll make a typewriter that will have, you know, 5,000 different combinations of keys and nobody will ever break it. They thought it was unbreakable. Absolutely unbreakable. And we did for a while, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, initially, yeah. that was our. Belief. Oh, yeah. We couldn't. We could not decipher anything. Anything when we when we landed on the beaches of Sicily, we had just started to uh, have the information for the Enigma machine, and they suspected they didn't know, so they were really dicey, and they didn't really they weren't sending really critical things. When we landed in Sicily with the Great Deception, which by the way is Operation Mincemeat, there is a new movie. It's either Amazon or Netflix. It's really good. It's the story of World War II, and Ian Fleming plays a kind of critical role. Um, he is the guy for Operation Mincemeat, where we, we fooled the Germans with an old trick. We fooled the Germans, and everyone said, this won't work. This is the oldest trick in the book. You're going you're gonna to have somebody wash up on shore with secret plans of an invasion. And he's like, yes. And because we're going to do much more than that, they'll never believe that we would try it because it would be so stupid for us to try it. 
So, so Ian Fleming was like, let's go the extra mile and be so audacious that the average person would go that this is ridiculous. Like, we're going to believe that his thinking was some German would go. Yes, but they are not that much of an idiot. Yeah. Some looking up online, some of these machines um, and uh, the cost of, of these machines and 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 your <clears throat> your wife must hate you. Uh, she must despise this you. At this week point. was not necessarily <laughs> a banner week of our relationship. Because I see this incredible painting, the uh-huh. multiple letters that you've uh-huh. uh, pr- uh-huh. protected, uh-huh. and then this Enigma machine, uh-huh. which does not seem to be a so lot of these available try living, in the world. Try being married to me with this as my mission, and I'm coming home every day going, yeah, real trouble on the horizon. And then coming home with a bill like this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you um, really are. Luckily, though, you're just you're you're so sexy that she just she just uses she's you like, for your I body. can't keep my hands <laughs> off him. It's worth. Yeah, it's worth it just for the hot, hot times. Yes. Everything else is yeah. just awful. But yeah, she gets to come home and get a piece of that. So, <laughs> yeah, so. she's got that going on. For yeah. Her. What a wonderful life yeah. she lives. She is actually she's remarkable she also really cares about this stuff too i mean this oh is, deeply it's not just you deeply she was you it know because she, she said because you know you when you go to an auction you don't know what it's gonna cost and so i said it'd probably be around this and she was like oh my gosh okay and i came home and it wasn't like that no it was much worse than that <laughs> and i told her and she said mm. what mm. and i told her and uh and uh and she didn't take it well at first and then she came back uh, about an hour later, because she had to go for a walk, and uh, she came back and she was like, "Sorry, I, I, I was just a little in shock." And I said, "I know." And she said, uh, "But this is important. This is really important." Uh, there's no you. doubt about that. I mean, this is stuff that you know will be on display Those, at the museum eventually. Yeah. Here, right? I might, I might take some of these things on tour. I might, I might do something very different. There's always the risk that you know something happens to it. And you don't have it anymore, and that's always sad too. I know so. I'll find it at your house if it ever something happened and we had to throw it away. No, it's not. It's at Stu's house. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about uh, Goldline, a smart investment strategy. The dollar is getting weaker. Invest in whatever it's weaker than commodities. That can be food. That can be art. Uh, that can be precious metals. Really, silver is something you should look at. Gold and silver. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about Bitcoin today, not talking about take all your money and put it in gold or silver. Take 10 percent of what you have saved and put it into precious metals. At least consider it, please. Right now, Goldline is having a I mean, a, a, a just a remarkable um, uh, sale going on right now. They're giving away the silver maple flex bar with every gold legal tender bar pack that you acquire. Just call them and they'll explain them. These are things that I designed years ago with the Canadian Mint and Gold Line. Um, I think they are just the way to own it myself. Um, but you get the every gold legal tender bar pack you get, you get the silver maple flex bar as well at no cost. The last time this was uh, presented, they ran out 
uh, right away. They are almost out now. Goldline.com. Goldline.com. Take advantage of this special right now. Call them. 866-GOLDLINE. They may not have any left by tomorrow. 866-GOLDLINE. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. Hey, some really good news. Uh, NATO has said Finland uh, can join NATO right away. They just have to apply, and that that'll that'll you know that'll wow that'll be great. Uh, Russia not thinking so. Um, you know, not an active war, but uh, they're going to be looking into what they are going. There will be a response to that, according. <laughs> to Russia. Have a great weekend. Stay safe.